Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here is your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Well, I am so glad you guys decided to join us today. Um, I wanted to start off by telling you I have a guest with me. I have Eileen Trussell, who's the development director out at the Union Gospel Mission. One of the things kind of wanted to illuminate you guys, I, I did a little bit last time about some of the things that are going on at the mission that have excited us because nothing excites God's people more than wanting to move forward in the kingdom of God to to further the gospel. And although we're not the ones doing it, God uses us as his hands and his feet and his mouth to convey the message, right? And although we have tried our very best to keep things going, it's been a huge encumbrance to to have the COVID-19 thing going on. And we have been blessed financially, but even when you're uh, blessed financially, the main thing for us is to use those finances in the furtherance of the gospel. That's what you guys want us to do. That's what God wants us to do. And I know that's what myself and the staff want to have done. You know, um, we're, we're just, uh, we're thanking God for these opportunities and for the insights that, you know, we come up with. God will place in our hearts something and we will start to investigate it. And even right now, we have some stuff going on at the mission that I hope turns to be, you know, <laughs> something good for us. And we'll talk about that a little later. I am also have been doing a series on Philippians, which is the Book of Joy. And this last Sunday, because it was Valentine's Day, I switched it to the chapter of love, which is 1 Corinthians 13. And so we don't want to get, I don't want to get into that. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. But what was on my heart for all you guys out there, I feel like there, there's many of you out there maybe that are doing all the do's, and yet you're feeling empty about things. And one thing that impressed me more than anything and always has about uh, chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians is that all of it pivots around what? Love. And you can do all the great works, you can do all the wonderful things, you can build mountains, and you can have faith that can move mountains, you can do all those things, but if you don't have love, it, it amounts to nothing. And so, many times in ministries or in churches, you will see people that are busy doing things, and they're doing all the right things, they're working hard in the church, they're tithing, they're doing all those things, but the one thing that they lack is love, and it's evident in their everyday life. And until you get to the point where God is developing that love in you, the rest of those things will ring hollow. So if you're in a dry spell and, and things are look really, really kind of ringing hollow to you, even in your marriage, then I, think, I would suggest you go to the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians and you read it, and then you study it. And then you see what, what love is supposed to produce in us and that all those other gifts that God has given us, they are all pivotal and pivoting around love. And I tell you what, 
Love is not the transitory thing that the world tells us. It's not Cupid shooting an arrow into somebody and they're infatuated. It's not some guy looking at a woman at a bar or any of those things. Those are attractions. But love penetrates and love endures forever. And love, like everything else, if if you're married out there, even if you're going with somebody or whatever the case is, or have friends, sometimes you may not like them very much. But that doesn't mean you don't love them. I don't know any married couple that hasn't at some point said, you know, he or she has just irritated me beyond belief. But true love endures through those things. True love maybe looks like it's knocked to its knees and ready to give up, but God who placed that kind of love in us will bring us through to the other side. And then there'll be that resurgent where we're once again in in that beautiful romantic love with our spouse. But at any rate, I think that the world has got love, especially on Valentine's Day, just absolutely messed up. So let's go to the author of love. Jesus Christ was the personification of love. He sacrificed his life for us. And love needs to be like that. Love needs to be looking out for the other side and not for us. And that's what marriage is about. And that's, that's why I use 1 Corinthians in every wedding ceremony that I have ever done, because sacrificial love is what God wants from us. And here's the funny thing. Sacrificial love gives us more than we could grasp for ourselves. So at any rate, folks, I just wanted to start us off with that. And Eileen, we got a lot of projects going on, and you've been in a lot of things. I think you said to me right before we went on the air that your email has exploded. It's been busy, yes. (laughs) A good thing. Yeah, so could you tell us now— Right now, we've got a guy out in the parking lot measuring. Yes. For what? For a permanent tent uh, for our, over our parking lot, like mm. a canopy type of tent. So just to shade our cars or what? Exactly. We, no. We, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Pastor Tim, uh, first to acknowledge that, uh, the, you know, we have been coming to together after lunch, uh, staff, whoever can show up in prayer. Amen. And it has been so encouraging because God does answer prayers. And what's wonderful is we're lifting him up, worshiping his holy name, Amen. Uh, being grateful, honoring him, thanking him for being the God of, of all, of, uh, you know, the author and finisher of our faith. Amen. And, and he is... Authoritarian. (laughs) I just messed that one up. That's fine. Uh, You know, he's just uh, sovereign over all things. And it has been a a troubled year as for all of us. Um, But we have been so encouraged to see God answering our prayers. And those prayers aren't like, hey, can you do this for us? Can you do that for us? It's not that at all. It's, It's lifting him up and thanking him for what he has provided, and then saying, what do you want us to do? Yeah, that's pivotal and a key to, to what we're talking about. You know, 
I, I think I told you guys a few shows ago or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I have a church that I speak at and at the mission and stuff. But, you know, when we were going through Philippians, word is doulos. It means slave. And I asked the question of myself and everybody else, can you picture a slave owner who would die for his slaves? Well, that's exactly what Jesus did. But we're more than slaves. We are his children. We are. We owe him everything. I just told Matt from the radio station here that if if I could choose my my kids to be janitors and dishwashers, but saved as opposed to CEOs and successful and be lost, there isn't even a question. God has been so beautiful to us that. That what expression of love can you find like the expression of love on the cross that Jesus did for us? And so now we don't do these things at the mission out of a sense of works righteousness. I got to do this so I can prove to God that I'm doing well. Uh, get more brownie points in heaven because we're, we're doing this. No, it's not that at all. It's the love of God that's in our hearts that want to do these things. And this tent that we're talking about isn't a tent like you're going camping in. It's a big, permanent structure, like Eileen said. And we want to get it up so that, one, we can have our services back out there with our pastors preaching a message every night. We've got a TV out on the, out on the porch looping a tape. It's not the same. We need to be out there with the people. And so this tent, open air, but permanent structure— Guaranteed for like 25 years, the covering over top of it. I understand Bridgeway is doing one similar to that, only much bigger than ours, of course. But we want to get it up so we can do a lot of things under there. And God laid that on my heart, and I was excited about it. And some of the people that I was talking to didn't seem so excited. But one of our board members, uh, he came up with it too. He said, hey, how about a big tent out here? And our friend that's sitting across from me was excited about the whole idea, too. And and it seems like most of the staff now is pretty excited about getting it together. What do you think, Eileen? Well, I think the only person that, you know, like the one you mentioned wasn't too fond of the idea is just because the cost is so high. Uh, but when you consider, you know, and, and it is our donors' money, you it know. Is. And so, we need and to be good stewards. Absolutely. But when we you know, talk to our donors that we're doing this so we can share the gospel. Amen. And uh, how they've been received. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> the gospel being the center of our name that has been preached since the beginning of, uh, since we started the, the mission in 1962. Right. Sure, having church groups come every night of the year to share the gospel and then serve dinner and last year, because of COVID, we weren't able to because we couldn't bring right. people into the chapel or right. into the large dining room. This t- uh, tent will give us the ability to bring the church groups back, preach the gospel, have tables out there for the homeless to eat dinner, and and our volunteers, those who would like to join us. So if you're interested, you're a church group, uh, contact us. Our email ad- address is info at ugmsac.com, or just give us a call, 447-3268, area code 916. And we'd be happy to talk to you. 
You know, there is a plethora of things that we can do once this thing is erected. And there's, you know, a minefield we have to run through with permits and all that kind of stuff. But we are planning on remodeling our sanctuary for our guests or the homeless people. We call them guests. And so we're going to, and it's a safety issue. We want to make sure everything is up to date. The building is kind of old. So we want to make sure wiring and all that kind of stuff is good put the new sheetrock up, all those kind of things, which, yes, we always pull permits for all the stuff that we're doing. And so once we start on that project, we may once again, even if COVID is over, have to shut down the chapel. Well, having this permanent outside tent structure will give us the ability to move our services back outside if we have to. And then, of course, we can do other things with it. We'll be able to bring people out and, you know, maybe we can have a get-together barbecue thing or something. We haven't figured out all that. Well, because next year will be our 60th anniversary. So wouldn't that be fun if we did like a one-day open house anniversary barbecue where people would come and We'd have to shuttle them in. Yeah. But we've we've already thought about that, parking somewhere else and getting buses to bring people in and things like that. Uh, you don't know this, Eileen, but you know I had uh, lunch with Ron Harden the other day. He's, Epic Bible College Yeah, president. he's my friend, and I, and I love him dearly. Uh, but he told me that they were starting for the first time in like 50 years a church in Old Sacramento. Wow. And he didn't know that the Union Gospel Mission started in Old Sacramento when it wasn't yes. Old Sacramento. It was a slum. Second Street, 7. Front or, Street. Front Street. So, uh, and so we had this building out there, soup kitchen, preaching the gospel. And so I didn't really realize there hadn't been, even from that point on, any kind of organized religion out there. Wow, that's amazing. So What a great place to have a church. Or start a mission. Right. <laughs> yes. So there's a lot of struggles that go on. You know, we're trying to find a, a nice building. There's, there's one not too far from us that we would like to get as transitional housing for some of our men. Well, because the one we currently have uh, can Is, use some, a lot of help. And uh, wouldn't it be nice to have one close by? And yeah. By the way, if anyone knows of good companies, businesses that provide these type of tents and builds them, We've just uh, started looking, and we would love uh, some referrals. You know, send them our way. You know, it's always good to know if you know someone that has already had a good experience. And we like to thank you guys, too. And if you'd like to participate in the, you know, we're going to do some matching funds for the tent as well. And if you'd like to participate in that, you're welcome to. We want to build the tent regardless. But sometimes folks like to help, and and we like to have you guys help. And it's not just from the financial aspect of it, but it's the partnership. (laughs) Oh, please. You know what? Every church I've ever spoken in, I've I've asked people, listen, if you can only donate money or only clothing or only food or only prayer, then do only prayer. Right. Because, you know, the prayers of a righteous person availeth much, right? And we know that our donors pray for us. It's not just a matter—Eileen can tell you, and most of you should know, that 
I, I wouldn't allow any advertising to come out of here or in our mailers that that use COVID as a reason to, that you need to give us money. And yet, through the whole thing, the mission was was fine. Our donors kept us going with everything that we needed and then some. We have so much to be grateful for. Yes. Uh, that there have been so many generous people who saw us um, staying at work in the front lines and being essential care. And uh, it's just been a, such a blessing to see the generosity of so many hearts. Yep. Absolutely. And the outpouring of cards and letters and emails, you know, of support. Yes throughout this whole time of the pandemic has been amazing. And we don't know if it's when it's going to be over or if it's going to be another year or whatever, but we wanted to make sure that this project wouldn't be just a, a something we did and, well, we can't use it anymore. No, it will find use no matter what. Even to maybe evangelical outreach that that might be a one night celebration or something. There's just a lot of things that we can do with it, and you know I think the exciting part is we're not doing things to be splashy or showy or Mm-mm. you know to to polish the apple as it were. We want to do things and spend the money that actually have an eternal uh, perspective, and I I believe this to be that. So. What other things are going on? Anything? Well, just to reinforce that enthusiasm that no matter what is going on, when you seek the Lord and trust him with all your heart, He and you go to him acknowledging him and, and asking for vision, direction, guidance yep. for all of our lives, for personally as well as where you work for this mission, he will reveal himself to you. And, uh, you know, there's, there's enthusiasm stirring at the mission, seeing God yep. directing us. And like when the board member, Ed, and you had the same idea, that's confirmation, isn't it? Oh, I feel right? it is. Yeah. And, and so we are always taking everything very cautiously and slowly, uh, but we also don't want to be stagnant and not move. That's right. Uh, we want to be... Uh, progressive and and just to do God's work at the mission, which is sharing the gospel, feeding the poor, helping the homeless, and our men's rehab program. We had 12 wonderful men who graduated last year, and we had, uh, you know, many of them graduate at the end of the year, and we had openings. And it was like, where are they? Why aren't we getting more men signed up? Well, part of it is the gospel wasn't being preached at night, and here they are lined up on the streets outside. We're feeding them outside up to 150 every night. And But, you know, unless the gospel is preached and they right. aren't, their hearts aren't being convicted or they're not hearing hope of a changed life. That's right. You know, so that's why. We're, uh, but we've been doing a lot of communication with the public, with all the other resources out there that are helping the homeless and the poor. So uh, the other shelters, hospitals, um, other rehab programs, just to say here's our nine-month men's rehabilitation program, and we have openings. Uh, so spread the word. And uh, we're, we're up to how many men now? 13, I believe? We well, just... yeah, we did lose a guy today. Mm-hmm. Um, so 12. 
Mm-hmm. So we have more openings. Um, About and, 12. <laughs> and we have flyers that mm-hmm. we have uh, created. It's also on our website. If you want us to send one to you, just contact us again, and, and we'd be happy to do that. Print them, stop by, and, and get some. Yeah. Uh, if you know of a man, they can be from all walks of life, whether prison, homeless. We've had dentists. uh CPA men, uh, those yeah. in insurance who've joined the program changed her life. Yeah, we just had a guy last year who was an insurance agent, and he went back to that, and so that's good. Uh, we've had a guy that owned a car dealership mm-hmm. one time. So everybody assumes it's just people off the streets or out of prison, but it's not. It can be... For whatever reason a person comes, we don't ask what their bank statement is because we don't charge anybody for our rehab program. Uh, Parents have asked me, well, can I donate to the mission? And of course you can donate to the mission, but you don't have to donate to the mission to get our help. Uh, it's, It's there because God has placed us there to do these things. And so I'm grateful to be a part of this uh, mission for the last 15 years. And it's just been a blessing. And like I said, I don't take the donor's money lightly. Uh, We want to be good stewards, but we also don't want to build up a a war chest. We don't want to have, you know, a big bunch of money that we never touch. We want to use it in God's kingdom. We don't want to bury it in the backyard. And so, but I can tell you this, that when we come up with a project like this, it's what I alluded to earlier. We're not doing it so that the mission looks fancier. We're doing it because it's more practical for the mission. Well, like you mentioned, uh, updating the chapel and the dining room, not only are the buildings very old and, you know, we have had concerns about the wiring and so on, but when we get that all done, the buildings will stand uh, up for many, many more years. And then why not have a very nice-looking building, especially the interior, where our guests can come in and go, oh, this is a nice place to be in, instead of looking old and decrepit. Not that it's decrepit, but, you know, it's outdated. It's old. old. (laughs) Well, so. I think it'll, uh, and then acoustics, you know, the chapel uh, in the dining room is, is so echoey. And, uh, you know, the preaching has been done, but, you know, we're going to plan on lowering the ceilings and bring in an engineer that can help us, uh, you know, improve the acoustics so that the sound is better for people to hear. Yeah. Oh, listen. They say present the gospel clearly, right? <laughs> That's right. Well, no, no, no. And to her point, uh, remodeling of our building is crucial to what we're doing because— we don't want to have just the one building that's new that the staff and and the program guys go in and then a rundown building that the homeless folks come into. We want them to know they're cared about. We're kind of out of time. Is there anything that you would like to say in the next couple of seconds? Well, thank you all for your love and care and support, and God bless you and, and the hope of Jesus Christ and for all eternity. Amen. Well, that's well put. We we truly love the Lord Jesus Christ. We want our men to know the love of Jesus Christ, and we pray for our donors and 
For those of you out there that might be listening that are critical, we pray for you as well. And so, as always, until we are back together again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. You've been listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com ugmsac.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268. 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.